Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! Hey, my name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. We'll go straight to the WIBC hotline and bring on Reverend Dr. Charles Harrison, Senior Pastor, United Methodist Church, and Board President of the Indianapolis 10-Point Coalition. Happy Labor Day weekend, Reverend. How are you? I'm doing fine on this Labor Day weekend. A little sad. My family left town and left oh. me behind. Well, I mean that's it could be a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe you get some maybe you get some alone time finally because a lot of people need you and I'm sure you get pulled in a lot of different directions with all the titles you have including the Indy 10 Point Coalition in your church. So, um one of the things uh, it's been a violent week here in Indy again. I'm 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 hoping I'm praying that the violence tamps down a little bit over the weekend. I don't know what we're going to see. You tweeted out something very interesting, and I wanted to get your. I wanted you to expand a little bit, having to do maybe with this upcoming mayoral race, Reverend. Quote to those who believe that the answer to the violence problem in Indy is to elect a Republican mayor and prosecutor. Tell us in the black community what you're going to do that is different from what Democrats are doing. A lot of blacks are frustrated with this violence. So with that tweet my my question is has has anybody reached out to you as somebody who is very active in your community as somebody who has had success in the 10-point coalition has anybody from sharif's campaign or hogsett's campaign reached out to you no they haven't since i did that tweet no no one has reached out to me so what does that say to you in terms of the passion to curb violence in this city from our elected leaders or people that want to be running this city? Well, I think it's, you know, it, it, it's certainly a concern and frustrating for someone like myself who has been around and doing this kind of work for 24 years. And, and I've been around during times when, when I think Indianapolis was doing well and, and one of the leading major cities in the country when it came uh, to, you know, reducing the level of urban violence uh, that many uh, large cities are suffering from. And, and, and I'm just frustrated. I'm frustrated because I don't feel like, you know, we're having a real healthy conversation about um, the violence in Indianapolis and what these two mayoral candidates want to do to help reduce it. It seems like the bar has been set, you know, pretty high and it needs to be lowered. You know, guys, from from 2000 to 2012, Indianapolis averaged about about 96 murders and about 115 to 116 homicides. I remember in in 2010, we were talking about uh, ways to get the homicides uh, below 100 and the murders below 90. We really felt like we could do that. But now we're at the point now where we have become satisfied, you know, with 200 homicides a year, and it's becoming the norm now. And if we go below 270, we act like we have achieved something in the city. But yet 200-plus people are still dying every year. 
So, Reverend, what's your response when you hear, like, the Hogshead administration, and they've came out and said this, well, Indianapolis has a bigger population now. More people are coming into the city, so, of course, you're going to see higher numbers of homicides. What's your response when you hear things like that? Well, I don't agree with it. I I don't agree with it. I I think the problem is... We have not, you know, we don't have the right strategies in place to really address the problem. Uh, You know, there's a city like Boston, and I just read an article today. You know, they have about 667,000 people. Their black population is similar to that of Indianapolis. Uh, They are now setting a goal for 36 homicides or low for 2026. (laughs) I don't agree that we wow. cannot reduce the level of violence, even with a population the size of Indianapolis. And I think it is an, it's an excuse um, when we make those kinds of statements that, you know, because we have grown to be a larger city, that automatically that means we're going to have more violence. So so the article, wait a minute, their, their goal is to get it to like around 36 homicides in Boston 30. here within a couple of years? 36 homicides, they've been averaging between 40, 40 and 50 homicides. I think Boston has the best violence reduction strategy in America. And and it's because uh, the city, uh, law enforcement, the courts, the prosecutor, the the faith-based community and the community at large are working together. And and that was the model that Indianapolis used in the 1990s when they brought 10 point uh, to the city. It it was the same model and we were starting to see success up until about 2012. What are they, so what changed in 2012 then do you think? Was it the city county council having anything to do with with what happened moving forward after that? Well, it, it did. When the city county council disrupted the momentum that we had by moving the crime prevention dollars from the mayor's office to the foundation, it disrupted the momentum and the groups that were helping law enforcement reduce the violence in the hotspot areas around the city. And I think we had six or eight areas that we identified and we had the same strategy in all of those areas. Uh, we were able to produce, you know, remarkable numbers. I remember in uh, uh, was it 20, um, what was it, 2010, uh, I think that summer, we had about 17 homicides the whole summer, mm. June, July, and, and August. And it was remarkable work that was being done. And, and I think that Indianapolis could replicate that again if we had the right strategy in place, similar to what they're doing in Boston. So, Reverend, you mentioned some of the things in Boston that are working that are not working here. You mentioned that their mayor, prosecutor, and judges are all passionate about fighting back against crime. Now, keep in mind, Boston is a Democrat city just the way Indianapolis is. The city of Boston, very blue in terms of the way they vote. Here in Indianapolis, it seems like it's the total opposite. You've got the mayor and the prosecutor who don't really see eye to eye. Uh, You've got some of these radical judges who would rather slap an ankle monitor on a violent offender and send them back out on the streets. Can Indy be fixed at this point? Well, we're not going to be fixed if we don't address what the real problems are. And there is a problem in the fact that you have a prosecutor 
um, and courts uh, and some of the judges that are not holding these repeat violent offenders accountable. So if you're going to keep putting them back on the street uh, in these uh, already high crime neighborhoods, then we're going to continue to see the kind of violence that we're seeing. So if, if the voters don't decide to do something different, yeah. then we're going to continue to struggle as a city in addressing, um, you know, this public safety crisis that we're facing. And really, Reverend, you know, I've lived here pretty much my entire life. I don't necessarily even think it's a Republican-Democrat thing, because Terry Curry was a Democrat, but Terry Curry was a fair prosecutor who did his best to be tough on crime. And now the current prosecutor, even though he's the same party as the late Terry Curry, uh, man, it seems like it's just a hot mess. Well, well, it is, you know, and I, you know, guys, I'm, I'm a Democrat, and, and I agree. Terry Curry, you know, worked with the community. I remember, you know, um, his work with the Ballard administration, and, and during that time, where we had four consecutive years under 100 murders from 2009 to 2012, we had that kind of collaboration going on in the city, and, and it was a reason we started seeing success on the ground. Well, that takes us back to our, you know, what we talked about here in the beginning, your original statement on social media. Tell us why Republican mayors and prosecutors, you know, tell the black community what you're going to do that's different from what Democrats are doing. You've had suggestions. You have solutions. I'm just um, a little concerned that nobody has reached out to you because you're a prominent voice in the community, Reverend. Well, I, I know, and for, for sometimes I get frustrated by it uh, that that you know people don't reach out. There, there are other people like me in the community who have similar viewpoints. Yes, you know that are prominent voices in the community. I mean, you and, can't do it all, right? You can't. I know, we can't. You, but you have had success. Uh, the Indy Ten Point Coalition so far this year, you've had some success, correct? Yeah, we have had success. We've had, you know, a tremendous amount of success during these eight years where Indianapolis has seen the highest level of violence in the history of the city. But because, you know, we have worked very closely with uh, neighborhood associations and other uh, grassroots organizations and, and law enforcement in our hotspot areas, you know, uh, I think 22 times in our hotspot areas since 2016, we have seen a 100% reduction in murders. Um, I don't think it's by accident. I think there is a formula that can be used, that can work anywhere in the city if it's implemented and you have that kind of uh, uh, collaboration and partnership taking place. Um, and, and it has to be generated from bottom up, not, not top down from the city. Reverend, uh, one more thing here. I know you got to run, but Ryan Mears won re-election by a comfortable margin, by around 60%. If Joe Hogsett wins re-election and becomes the mayor in Indianapolis again, I'm not trying to be you know, Debbie Downer here on Labor Day weekend, but do you have any hope for Indianapolis at all to curb some of these homicide numbers if the same people keep getting re-elected to the same positions? Well, well, certainly um, we have not seen success, you know, so far in the, in the first almost eight years uh, of Hartsett's administration. I'm just hoping that if he is reelected, that we, he can broaden um, the group of people that is around the table so that, you know, we can really start addressing what's driving the balance in these hotspot areas. That, that's my hope. Is there anything we can do, Reverend? I mean... M- 
short of having you on the show and giving you a platform to our audience? I mean, is, is there anything else we could do? I, I, I think the fact that you give, you know, people like myself a platform and we got to keep sounding the alarm in Indianapolis, you know, as, as I'm trying to do, you know, to the black community and to say to us that if we don't do anything different or start holding elected officials accountable, then nothing is going to change in our neighborhood until that happens. Well, God bless you, Reverend. Let us know if there's anything more we can do. You're always uh, welcome on this program. And, uh, you know, get some rest this weekend. Sounds like you got a little free time. So we'll be praying for you and uh, happy Labor Day weekend. Thanks, guys. And same to you.